Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer booking and Billy Bones A Paolo DiCaglio West Ham United Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast! My name is George, I'm here with Sean. Hello, Sean. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, George. It is Season 7, Episode 17. It sure is, and I'm here with John. Hello, John. Hello. How are you? I'm wonderful, how are you? I'm good, thanks. No, you're not. You're miserable. Well, and, uh, Nigel, the birthday boy. Happy birthday. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, not too bad. What are you up Another to? Another year old. Up. So what? So Big what? 5-0. Yes, that's up. Five, <laughs> not yet. Another two years. Where are you? What are you doing? I'm in my shed. Hey. <laughs> I, I haven't got it set up, hang on. Oh. Oh. Uh, Nigel, Can you I ask went a question, it? Nigel, first? Go for it. Know any people who have drilled holes in their hands this week in hospital? <laughs> well, it weren't this week, was it? It was last week. All right. So, point still made. Point still made. Listen, if you're going to drill an hole in your hand... There's no better place to do it than in an hospital and only a 30-second run down a corridor from A&E. That was fast well thinking shit, by me, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, I've shot myself in the hand with an L gun, so that's similar. Yeah. Can you do any better, George? No. No. Don't get hurt in an office that badly. <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about West Ham rather than hand injuries, um, although it's probably more interesting. Um, Probably, Nigel, you went to the game yesterday. Can you sum it up for us? Um, yes, I can. Bald out, um, sack the bald. Um, oh, here we go. Lies, lies, lies. Um, 
no. other such songs. You can't say things like that. You so can't that say lies. You may call them all kinds of things. You can't call them liars or thieves or cheats or all these other words everybody are using. Libelous. I think Libelous. I can call them what I like. World's class, so, world class um, stadium, world class players. So, summing up the game, it looked like Watford played like West Ham used to play. And um, the mad thing about it is we, we actually had chances to score. So their keeper done really well. And we wasted a few chances. Where I think, did we have six on target? And against Palace, we only had two and scored from them both. So actually, we created more chances, but we looked really poor. Where the last three away games, I don't think we'd look that poor. We'd actually been playing better away from home than we had at home. Yet, you know, yesterday's game, it was like they were devoid of any anything. You know, people say they expect an uplift when the new manager comes in. And you do. You want to see something different. And new manager me, bounce. Yeah, there was nothing. There was, there was like nothing there. I mean, Arnautovic, the bloke next to me made me laugh. When Arnautovic was rolling around on the floor, the geezer next to me said, that's the most he's seen him move all season. And then it turns out he's got a broken thumb. <laughs> What's going on? Well, he wasn't supposed to play anyway, was he? It was AU supposed to play until he called in sick. What, so uh, was, he not, a... was he not fit to play in Arnautovic? Well, he wasn't due to play. I don't know about not fit to play. Is, he wasn't is that the comp- confirmed injury then? Is it a broken thumb? Well, that's what they were saying, wasn't it, after the game. First of all, it looked like a broken arm. Then it was his wrist. And then it ended up more saying, we think he might have a broken thumb. I mean, he was rolling around on the floor like some sniper took him out. <laughs> were you one of the... the um? Fans, one two thousand one hundred fans that were booing the players, and no, no I, the only song I didn't join in with was the "You're Not Fit to Wear the Shirt." Yeah, that, I heard yeah, that, and I thought that was that, that's yeah. that's the only song I didn't join in with. Were you one of the group of fans that queued up and waited for Andy Carroll and ambushed Andy Carroll after no, the game at no, Vicarage Road no, no. and verbally abused him? No, but I, I did sing the Andy Carroll. We, you know, we stayed to the end song. You know, the, 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 is that is that right though? Is that right? What do you mean, that is that right? Someone that that Andy, we should abuse players. Wait for them to come out of the dressing room and abuse them. Is that is that a right of a West Ham fan? Is it, no, it's. Listen, I ain't gonna attack those fans that do it. We've all got choices to make in this world, and if some see fit to do that, that's their choice. I'm not gonna criticise them for it. Personally, it's it's not what I would do, but I will sing songs about Andy Carroll like that, when he's come out and had a pop at the fans that are walking out, he's got no right to have a pop at the fans with his record. He ain't. And at no. the end of the day, any any stick or songs that are sung about him, he's brought it upon himself. What was he getting? We left because you're shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, if that was the other one. We left because you're shit. Andy Carroll. It's fair enough, isn't it? Well, I think so, yeah. I mean, I stayed at the end after the game to see if they come over. A few of them made a half-hearted attempt, which I think, in a way... Go on, then name them. Well, Mark Noble led the way. um, Hart, Kiarty, made a half-hearted attempt to come up to the fans. 
To be fair, there possibly were fans there that were calling them over to give them dogs abuse. You know, which is not me. You know, they've they've put the shirt on, they've played the game. I'll give you a clap, and that's all you get. But the other yeah. chances, they can go. Well, it wasn't particularly inspiring, was it? Like you say, there was no new manager bounce. Um, I mean, from I think from the get go, uh, we didn't really look like causing them much trouble. I know there's a lot of talk about Gomez's saves, and you know we had one cleared off the line, but realistically, you know we didn't. Chiantes should have, you know, if if it wasn't for a world class save, Chiantes would have been a goal. Well, or if it was for a better finish at start. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like we, Dad, you and I watched it together, and we were saying, look, you know, they're good saves, but really, you shouldn't stand a chance. You know, if you had a, if you had a, yeah. a good finisher, then those goals would have been, those shots would have been goals. So, but I don't think we deserved anything out of the game. I mean, no, that second goal, said that basically. was so much coming. They must have had the ball for ten minutes. You could just see it was coming. Like we just yeah. we were clearing the ball and it was just going straight back to them. And it was just incessant, incessant, incessant until they got that second goal. And that that's what, what looked poor. We seemed to be so far away from that. I might defend Andy Carroll here. Our midfield was so far away from him that if he ever did anything with the ball, we had no one to give it to anyway. Yeah, but that's nothing new, is it? You know, no, we, that's quite often, the way we've been... You, you, exactly. You quite often see Andy Carroll win a header with no one getting on the end of it, and he throws his arm about in frustration. So, that's... No. I mean, I thought it was a liability. I mean, how he didn't... He could have easily got yeah. sent off yesterday. I mean, that first one where he clattered... Who, who was it? And oh, there's blood everywhere? Who, who was the... signing. I don't know what his yeah, name is. Yeah. I mean, that was a far so away from us. He could have got a yellow for that. And then he gives away another silly... Well, and then he gives a real yellow away for just a little bit he, of just frustration. He is a liability. And, you know, when, he if, if he was banging in goals and and bossing games, you'd accept, you'd accept a little rubbish comment from him in the press if we all left early one one match. But but he's not, you know. It's just... Yeah. He's been, been an absolute liability. You know, he's been sent off once this season. He's... Throughout his West Ham career, he struggled with injuries and not not performed as we'd hope he would. So, not very wise. And I didn't out. think I thought Rick. I thought shouldn't have played Reed. I thought Reed was looked lackluster. He's just got back from a massive trip. He's obviously jet lagged. Um, you know, he could have taken a chance with Rice. To be honest, and... I, don't, I don't think Winston Reed had a particularly bad game and no worse than any of the others. I think that the mid the midfield yeah, yeah. were the with the culprits um, yesterday, I think the, the midfield Noble. three, Noble included. Well, not, not not Noble particularly. Not George is saying all three. I mean, Kiati had an awful yeah. game. Overhang yeah. was poor. I mean, all three Creswell of them. Creswell was. Just, I don't know what's gone to Creswell. He looks like mm. he looks like an Ipswich player. Uh, you know, and he doesn't look like a, the player who joined us. And... Disrespectful to Ipswich, isn't it? Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Sorry, don't mean to be disrespectful. But he looks like a average Championship player. He doesn't look anything like the player that got called up for England so there's a lot of even Lanzini looked a bit lost didn't he yeah yeah I mean let me ask a question were they disrespectful to their new manager were, were they actually playing for their new manager whose phone was oh, that that was mine because uh, it, it was Nigel sending a photo so I blame Nigel 
Put it on silent then. What? What's all this talk about? Keep your phones away. Yeah. Yeah, you talk a talk, Sean. And I don't walk the walk. It's me all over. Yeah, that's why you're a bored stooge. None of that here, please. Nothing to see. (laughs) I just, personally, it was the, the lack of a reaction to the new manager. The the yeah. the no the no difference if not worse performance was the most worrying thing, and mm-hmm. those that, I mean there are people who are over social media Twitter specifically saying that the the board deserved this the board have done this the board have done that well it's the board who have put whoever the manager is but they put him in for six months and he's just in a, from a point position of weakness when you've got a disjointed team like we've got so if they don't want to do it they don't have to worry about doing it because he's only there for six months as well off them I think one out in January as well so it doesn't look very rosy and that I'm afraid but, but is it's down. one game are we being a bit knee-jerk reaction was could uh David Moyes you know even with the help of Operation Moyes in the background change the whole team we well, couldn't. One no, I mean, and we, I wasn't expecting him to particularly. But like saying, the lack of reaction, if not worse, is the concern. Right. Even with Operation Moyes, I don't think any of us went into that game expecting a, a resounding victory. It's just we did <laughs> on the podcast last week. We were giving three and four nils. I know, but we, I wasn't. How how seriously do you take our prediction? Sean? The reason why I was confident was was not because of Moyes and Operation Moyes. Uh, as I'm sure we could get to discuss later. But because having seen the, the last three away games for myself, we'd actually played well in them. Um, we hadn't lost away from home since the Newcastle game. So Billich had sorted that out. We can caveat it and say, well, we hadn't won in the league either, any of those away games. Only one in the cup away from home. But at the end of the day, we were playing better football. Burnley away, we could have won the game. Carroll cost us, in my opinion, down to 10 men for an hour when we were one up and cruising or we had control of the play. Away at Burnley, which if you look at their own form, is a, a draw away at Burnley is a good result. We've then um, gone away to Palace. You know, that... Late, late goal, 97th minute, and the stupid penalty, individual mistakes cost us there, but we still come away with another point. But the performance was pretty decent, and I think that was it. Having looked at those performances, I then thought, well, we're playing better away from home. Watford, I thought, were in a bit of turmoil, lost their last three games, Everton want their manager. What are they going to do? Well, it, it, it just sums West Ham up, really. Mm. I I just think my only last question I'm going to say it to George because he's a fountain of knowledge have we got a good enough squad to uh, avoid relegation or not on paper yes no under everything considered all the context under David Moyes this team is it a case he needs two or three games to sort them out and he can get them firing or do you think we've bought a pile of shit? In what? 
players in, in the or squad we've got. In uh, and out of I, it. I, yeah. I, like, I, I think my, my answer is still valid. On paper, our squad is too good to go down. But then we've said that before and it's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I wasn't expecting Moyes to to perform miracles in one week with half the squad away on international break. But, you know, it wasn't. there was no energy in that performance. There was no new manager bounce that everyone keeps using that term. And, you know, it is worrying. I think you've got to give him time. And we will all give him time. But I think this Friday is going to be a big game. But I don't mm-hmm. think we, I'm still not confident about that one because I think the atmosphere is going to be toxic. Yeah. Glad I'm not there. Anyway, Sean, should we? Should we? Have you got any better this week? At your well, I'll try. Uh, well, just to attack West Ham had forty-one percent of the possession. Obviously, the Hornets had fifty-nine. West Ham <laughs> had ten shots, six on targets, while the Hornets had seventeen shots, seven of them on target. So they deserved the win. Yeah. Well, I'm just Hornets. to say, okay, the new. Let's see what the gaffer is. See. <laughs> David, not what you're looking for for your first day in charge. What did you make of what you saw? Well, I think most people would have expected something like that because that's what it's been, you know, before. I was disappointed that we didn't do better than we done, but we missed a couple of really big chances. One at 1-0, you know, we missed two just before half-time as well. So the better team won the game, so don't let me say different than that, but there was a chance to change the outcome of the game and we didn't do it. So we're going to have to improve... uh, Hopefully we'll get a chance to work with them over the coming weeks and, and make a difference. Did it underline to you perhaps how difficult this job's going to be? You've got players low on confidence and an unhappy crowd. Yeah, I did. I, f- I found that out today. And actually, I was only ever going to find out what they were like until I sort of took them in and worked with them to, uh, during the week and also, more importantly, saw the game today. But I could see that, you know, they needed they needed a couple of things to go for them. And the big moments we had, uh, said a couple in the first half and one just after half-time, when they didn't go for it, I could see the sort of confidence draining away from them. The game's come thick and fast. Is it possible to turn it around quickly? Well, we've got to do it. We've got to try that. You know, we've got to try and get find a way of winning, which I said, you know, we'll, we'll try and find a way. The important thing was always to have a chance to be in the game. When we lost the second goal, it was starting to make it much more difficult. But we have to try and be in the games. We have to try and make sure we get results and pick them up as we go along. I believe we will do. Uh, but we'll need to play much better than we did today because today's performance wouldn't wouldn't be good enough. Thanks, David. See you Friday. Cheers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. Class. What do you think of that then, John? Well, yeah, I think he, you know, he's trying to be as honest as he can whilst stating the fact that um, he wasn't happy with the performance. I haven't listened to that clip. I don't know even if you have, Sean, because I don't think you've downloaded it yet. But <laughs> don't reveal. You don't reveal how sausages are made. If it's the clip that he, he has done after the game, I have seen that clip after the game. Was it? Was was that the one where he said that he was completely unaware that there was any issues? Yes. With the club and, and Carol. Yeah. Yeah. Which I find quite amusing in itself, to be honest. But um, yeah. Anyway, we'll see, won't we? We'll see how he gets on. He's got to be true to his word. He said before the game, if the players don't put in the effort or shift, they don't play next week. We'll see what happens. Eh? Right. But, good link there, because in a Claret and Hugh poll last week, 92% of players before the Watford game back the manager succeed out of 1,600 people. 92%, 92% of the players. 92% of the players. So, who's the player that didn't back huh? him? You just said 92%, <laughs> 92% of the players. West Ham fans. 92% of West oh. Ham fans taking part in the Clarence Hugh poll said, and I quote, they backed the manager, David Moyes, to succeed. Operation Moyes was a success then, isn't it? In falling the people. Well, didn't it? it really worked. <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you suggesting? It was a loaded poll. No, what I'm saying, it was a load of bollocks. <laughs> And there's still, there's still people out there continuing it, isn't they? There's still oh. other people out there. Operation Moyes, you know full well what happened. Operation Moyes. An, an operation discredit Billich to make look Moyes better. All this training. Oh, look at the intensity. You live in some kind of conspiracy yeah, world, know, don't you? It I might be your where birthday. where I get these things come from, but they just happen. They just In your up, imagination, up. mate. In your so, imagination. But I don't understand why it's still going on. Why are people still slagging off Billich when they got know. him out of a job? He's done. Yeah, yeah too right. I don't get it. But but, but let, let me go back to just on oh. Moyes. Is Moyes? Do you back? I'm just going to ask that question to you three. Do you back Moyes, each of you, to succeed, John? I, I Sean, you've asked this question over and over I again. I know, but succeed. I want to know after I, his first game. I back game. Moyes, yeah. But I, I think he's on a hiding to nothing. I think the fact that the board have put him in with six months on a contract leaves him so weak, he's not going to achieve anything. And I, I, I just, it, it's the whole thing is, you can't blame the board. Well, I do blame the board. It's mismanagement from the top down that makes this place a shambles as it is. So, I don't know, I'd, I'd like him to succeed. He's a... He's an honest, decent bloke, I believe. But he's not inspirational. He's not what I would have wanted. But I think he's got his hands tied behind his back with his contract. And a lot of players will go against him. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I agree. Sean, what do you think? 
I, I think, I mean, it's very well, convenient, and I know we're going to move on to this in a minute, to, to blame the board, right? But I, I think everybody's got to take responsibility. Billich in, in what he did and, and how it, the board for not acting quicker on Billich in the summer, the fans for leaving early, booing, trolling <laughs> their players on How, how on, can anybody on Let me finish. You've had, your, you've had your say. Let me have my say. Um, and... And so, so I, I, I don't think it's easy. To, it's easy to blame the board, right? But I think collectively, including the fans, everyone has had their part to play in this downfall. And you know, it's easy to blame the London Stadium as well. But you know what? If we'd won every game, then all these things go away. The board issue goes away. If we've won every single game this season, no one be discussing the board. If if we or the stadium, if if, if you know, if, it it just if, it just if, is about it's a if, results game. If, it's all it's all, game. If, it's all ifs and buts. But it's a results game. If, if we yeah. were if we were to win every game, then the board would have had to deliver on everything that they said before they moved us to the new stadium. That's the only way we could have possibly have won every game. They they would have given us the Lacazette they were going in for the Batshuayi they were going in for instead of the Northfights and the Fagulis. This downfall is totally their doing. You know, exactly like Nigel said in the past, they put the same West Ham in the new stadium and people aren't putting up with it because they bought into the glossy stories, the glossy videos, the lies. I think they're lies. You say they're not. The lies that we were told and people bought into Overambitious that. statements is what I call them. What? The, the video of David Gold saying that no seat will be further away than they are here. The video of um, Karen well, Brady saying... he was mistaken, saying, wasn't he? He's not, a, he's not an architect. But it's a lie. It wasn't a lie. What? Karen Brady didn't know. She's was not it the a, truth? A, a was it the truth? No, but there's a difference right. between no, lying. It's, thank you. I rest my case, Your Honour. Move on to the next question. Well, it's like telling it people about Father Christmas. Is that a lie? <laughs> it's all yeah. marketing Sean, yeah? PR marketing the, the, the white lie the, 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 he runs is, a supporters club doesn't he it, it is down <laughs> to on, the case. obviously there's been a swell we talked about this last week there's been a, a t- tide turning apparently there were two anti-bald flags at Watford there's been one today at, at David Sullivan's mansion a big hoo-ha about it Nigel thinks civil war's broken out. I don't think it, it's as bad as that. You know, you two are prominent in this view that the tide has turned. So let, let's hear from you, John, first, and then Nigel. Tell us, tell us what the problem is at the moment, why fans are turning against the board. Because I don't quite understand it at the moment. Well, because they, they've, they've taken every obstacle away from it. But to, like, again, I agree with what Nigel said in the past. By taking Billich out of the firing line... Leaves only one place to vent your anger now, doesn't it? So, it, it's 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 essentially the promise of the bigger and better, and then the same old stuff that we're getting produced. That Dan Silver put it out there. You couldn't have sort of on Twitter saying it's just a they're being sort of hung up by their own words that they've said in the past. They're just it's just a lack of producing what was we were told we were getting and it's you know talk talk about Billich 
He was weak. He was undermined in the summer. You say he should have gone in the summer. Well, they should yeah. have maybe then gone in the summer, but they didn't. They decided to keep him on for a season, knowing full well that he wasn't getting a new contract in the summer. Same yeah. thing they did. I think it was wrong, and I, I think I think even sources close to Ball would say that they were too indecisive, and they would yeah. they would admit that. Maybe but they, not they did the same thing to Allardyce. Even we were full for right. Christmas and didn't win another game or whatever. They're, Let me ask you a question management. that no one anti-ball seems to say. It's all well and good putting these flags up and say these these outrageous comments. It's all well and good, say, sack Brady, etc. What do you want the outcome to be in your anti-ball protest? I think that's, Tell me what you want. I think that's the only thing that would placate and start calming things down. Right, well, what is it? What is it? You want, Brady, you want Brady to be sacked. Right. Who, do you, who's, who are you going to put in in a place? I don't know. Someone who wasn't responsible for the state of the transfer from that one stadium to the other. So you someone want Brady who... to go and you want to bring in a new person. What else do you want? Because there's no one queuing up, in case you haven't noticed, right? Golden Sullivan, there's no one queuing up, knocking on their door, saying we want to buy West Ham at the moment. Well, what's there to buy, Sean? Well, well, exactly. But I'm asking you, as one of the anti-bald protesters... I'm not protesting. I haven't protested anything. I've one of those flags opinion. wasn't yours, then? <laughs> None of them were mine. I'm not protesting anything. I've been of the opinion that they've, they've essentially ruined the club. With You've ev- been very vocal. Only on here, maybe and to you. All right, have only because you're so Nigel. Pro. Then what do you what do you want to happen? Please tell me, because let's just have a constructive conversation rather than just saying break balled out. What do you want to happen in balled an out. ideal world? I want balled out. What do you want? Where do you want them to go? Board. I board. want them to go anywhere away. And who do you want to take over? Who's who's going to buy the club? We've done this I don't care. They've killed the club. But I don't want them at the club anymore. I want them you, gone. Would you want any more? You never wanted them in the club. No, but because uh, I, uh, because madly, I was the fool on the hill seven years ago that was writing in Overland and Sea saying this could be blow up. They're gambling with the future of the club. They're putting everything on red and praying it comes in. But if it comes in black, we're fucked. And do you know what? It's coming in black. And and we've gone down a path. Well, that's I don't think this. so. We're going to make the so highest now, profit we've ever made. Oh, Do you want Terry Brown back? Do you know what? I don't care. I, honestly, they've killed the club. What I want, though, is them gone so they're not here profiting from it. Go away. Not profiting it. Go and count your money. You've killed the club. You've put it in a shithole. Let, let someone else take it on that will get rid of this poisonous atmosphere. The toxic atmosphere ain't going to go until they're gone because they've brought this on. They have damaged the club too much now. They need to go and sell it to whoever wants to buy it. And hopefully then the fans can come together. And we, and I suppose what we've got to do then is we, we ain't looking at the people that promised the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. But now we find out the rainbow don't really exist, does it? There is no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow because there weren't no poxy rainbow in the first place. So we're stuck with. They what never we've promised got. a rainbow. Right. You made. Hold up. No, 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 I no, no. Champions League football in seven years. Oh, the day they took again. over. And you know that because I've got all the clippings from when they said it. So, so they did one, one ambitious statement said on a video, oh, a press conference, and it became a, what, a, a guaranteed promise to fans? A Lacazette. It was all packaged up. Carlos it was all Lacazette. packaged up, Sean. It's I keep saying, the apologists for the board, you, you, you're picking a side of a line that, that it just 
people I ain't going to trust you. Are you representative? Let me ask you this. Are no. you two representative of the fan base? Of the I, fan base? I stand I, for I, me. No, mainly. You're the only one I know who's of the way mindset you are. I'll tell you what, what were the Wave fans singing in, Sean? Were they singing a song? Yeah, well, Wave fans are quite militant, let's be honest. Oh, the Wave of course fans they are, because the they're militant. the life and soul of the club, aren't they? The... I, I don't disagree with that. They, they've got a lot of atmosphere, but they do tend to be quite a militant bunch. Because oh, you know what it is, the, the, what the board look at the Wave fans. What do the board look at the Wave fans? They look over there and they think, there's only 2,500 over there. We've got 57,000. Uh, uh, at the own grand, you know, the silent majority really like us. Bullshit. They don't. How many times? George. How many George. times? Let me ask George something. How, how George. many times stood in that in that bar area in, that, in London Stadium? You just talk to people and they say, "This is a shit hole here, isn't it? This is horrible here." George, you do, don't you, George? You've had it with us, haven't you? You've heard you people. Well, people talk to us when you stood there having a beer and people go, it's bloody horrible in here, isn't it? Well, yeah, I I've never spoken to anyone who... Yeah, but again, we're in here. a militant area. 113 <laughs> and 114 <laughs> is a militant area. And therefore, we're going to mix with people that are militant. What about all the people at the bar before the game kicks off and after? If you and went in Club game, London... Don't sit in 114 and 113. Right, but we're, if we're in Club London, right... We wouldn't be having these conversations. We're in a militant area. But see, Sean, do you not hear yourself and realise that you and your com compatriots in your little world that you do are one of the big reasons that there is this reaction? Because you've think, all been part. I think that you've all been part of it. on social media. I think that that. And where, people where do they get all this? And I think social media has a part to play. I'm not denying all, that. All the stuff. Who did the club turn to then? Who did the club turn to? Who are the people with their finger on the pulse of the fans? Where's I'm the not... poll? Where's <laughs> the 1,600 people? Yes, they polling. turn to the social media pushers. So, oh, hold up. There's a shitstorm going on on social media with the fans. Oh, that's just social media. But when the club, club want to talk about the fans, they call in Operation all the heads of the, of the seven families of the social media. Like, Which like, include, by the way, people like West Ham Fan TV, who who are often anti-board, includes people like Geo from uh, Hammers Chat, who's often anti-board, and includes people like KUMB. And if you've seen what they've written today and, and recent times, are often write stories against the board. So you can't just say it's a biased group of bloggers and websites are in the pocket of, of David Sullivan. It, 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 that's a complete generalisation. Where's KUMB involved in these bloggers' meetings? Yeah, they're invited. Yeah? They were at the last two, yeah. Graham's been there. Well, I've never seen them. I've never seen Just because you've never, cause no, you've never yeah, been no, to No, of course not. I've never seen it. To be fair, I don't see them toe the line. But no, and, and you wouldn't say West Ham Fan TV toe the line either. I wouldn't. You know, it's all well and good. You saying, you know... Oh, well, they go, we go for a few sandwiches and a tour. There was only one tour once, right? Free. You can get a tour every time. And, and all right, so they left them some sandwiches and some drinks. But, hey, it, so, it's, it, it's it no VIP treatment. We go there to get access to Karen Brady, take certain views to Karen Brady, and, and, and she will share views back. It's not just a cosy little chat, you know. Well, it is a cosy little chat. Well, it's not. I mean, 
I mean, where do these, these polls... Ask, ask West Ham TV if it's a cosy little chat. Where's the poll? Do you back the board? Where's that poll? What's the biggest we thing going on at the moment? Past. I've done that in the past. Where's the biggest thing going on at the moment? David Gold has said in the past, if 85% of you don't want me here, I'll walk. Where's the poll? Yeah, but how does he judge that 85%? Well, they, they're happy to judge it when they do the poll at 1,600, think the manager's going to succeed. All right, well, maybe I'll do my own poll to, to do no, that. No, do it on Claret and you. <laughs> Why can't I do it on my Twitter? No, do it on Claret and you. Let's be consistent. Let's do it with the 1,600 people that back. We'll be a fair test, Sean. Same, same audience. So what would you say to the board, Sean, if they rung you up and said, Sean, what's going on? I don't understand. Why don't they like us anymore? What would you say to him? I'd say you've made some overly ambitious statements. You've um, you've alienated yourselves. You you need to get back on side. You probably need, and I've said this all along, you probably need to take a backward step from your involvement. You need to put in a director of football. I think maybe um, it's time for um, Karen to to move on to other things in politics and everything. And maybe you bring a new managing director in after uh, Angus Kinnear left, because that position is vacant with some new ideas. Um, and and you, you revamp your whole PR approach to, to, to your fan base. Uh, and, and some of that is saying we were overly ambitious in some of our statements. I hate the word lies i hate the word being called thieves i hate the word being called cheats that's libelous and it's incorrect were they overly ambitious with some of their statements were they um exaggerating but i think they're in good faith the why, things like why would oh, david oh, why were they exaggerating they were trying to get the fan to do to get us to move to that stadium yeah, they were getting the fan right. base on side to, all to, it was to, about to right. to the we had this conversation back in the day when we first met and disagreed over this they are saying whatever they want to do to get us to move. Well, do you know what this is? This is payback time. This is reaping what they right. sold. They've been yeah, found you, you out. just love you're loving it in the moment, right? This is your moment. You're loving it, Nigel. Let me just ask let me just tell you one thing that everyone picks up. David Gold, right? I spoke to him on this, right? So this famous clip of him saying to a news person, not a pre rehearsed question, and him saying, I've been told the seats will be no further away than here. He didn't say, I've been told. Man. He did not say, I've been told. No, no, I have spoken to David Gold on this. He said, well, that's what, that's what an architect told me, right? He's not, he's not an engineer, right? He's not a seating expert. He got told something which he passed on in good faith. So when he but found you, out that it wasn't they, the case, did, what did he come out and say? Well, yeah, we can't move right, I've told everyone. Well, well, what, what is he supposed to say? You know that that thing I did seven years ago in a in a news oh, clip. So he only found right? out this year then that he'd been had, or did no, he? Find no, no, no. All right, he, he knew when out? he moved to the stadium. When we moved to the stadium, well, hold up. He was having visits, which fans didn't get to visit the stadium. He got the visit the stadium, the stadium while the reconstruction was taking place with his little yellow hard hat. Oh, on. come on! Between you <laughs> and me, I'd released. The plans exactly how far it would be on West Ham till I die. Thanks to you and and one of your colleagues. Of, yeah, you of, know of we the went plans. there and took photographs was, of all the drawings. No, it was no secret, and yet people buried their head. And suddenly, oh my God, I don't see it's a problem, right? 
of the distance. We make too much about the distance from the pitch. If we were, again, I'll go back. Well, if you we don't have to every worry game, about it from where you are, Sean, because where we are, we're as close as we were before. Yeah. Yeah. But the, I'm all right, quite Jack. a lot of people aren't. Yeah, but you know what? If the seats move closer or not, do you know how much difference it would make to Nigel? Fuck all. None at all. Because he is where he is. Doesn't matter how much the seats move forward, he's still the same distance for the pitch where he is in his BAM 5 ticket. But then, like I say, they, there was a thing on the radio this morning that I don't, I don't know what what disgusting things were being sung to Karen Brady because we didn't hear that on the telly. Clap any... your hands if you don't like Brady. Was that it? Is that as disgusting as it got? Well, I think it? it did get a bit worse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're on the radio this morning and they're saying, well, where were the vocal, vocal majority when we were moving to the stadium? Well, they, they were kept down with the glossy videos and the glossy magazines and promised the Champions League football. Right, what do you want? I'm going to go back to this, right? And I hate to be... Water under bridge. What do you want, David Gold? He made a mistake in saying the the, the things were, the seating will be no uh, further away than this, right? What do you want him to do now? David Sullivan said, "I want Champions League in seven years before we re- re- relegated." What do you want him to do Why now? Why we relegated? What, go. What do you want him yeah. to go? Right. <laughs> okay. Well, at least you're clear. Go. Because because they have made an overly ambitious statement. You want and now tarnished. For me, I tell you what, you might be the death of our club because oh. there's no one ready to take over. Well, no one, no sugar sale. daddy waiting in the wings. Pull it up for sale. Let's see who's out here then. You can't. You, I can't reason with you. you to can't. all you want, you're obsessed with getting rid of Gold and Sullivan just because you never wanted them in the first place. John, you you called them the pawn barons even before they joined our club. Nigel, you never wanted them in our club anyway. But you look at Newcastle today. He put it up for sale. He's got, he's, he's got an offer today. Has he? How much? 300 mil. From who? Some... Ching Chow Bao. Is it fit and proper? Are, yeah, we, are they going to face another Birmingham? It's a fit and proper offer from some investment group or something. So, you know... Oh, it, well, here we go, investment group. A financial well, firm it, headed by British businesswoman Amanda Staveley. There you go. So... Put it up for sale. Tell you what, we've had enough. We're putting it up for sale. I tell you one reason they won't put it up for sale right now is because they're going to have to pay a lot to the government, aren't they? Yeah, they will. So you know, but look, I just—I'm not saying they're the best board in the world. I'm just saying, better the devil you know. Oh, we've had and how many times have we had this? Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, oh God, there it is. <laughs> you tell that to the tell that to the West Brom fans who lost. Be Pugis careful today. what you wish for. Two weeks ago, we could have ended up with Pulis, I tell you. Yeah, at least, at least, at least. Oh, we didn't if only they waited, them. they could have got him for nothing. <laughs> He's free oh, now. Hello? Hello, where's George gone? We've lost George. So, anyway, um, George has got so bored now, he's, he's dropped off. Um, another Clarence Hugh poll, which I know you guys love, Um where is West Ham going to finish this season? 38% of 1,500 fans say West Ham are going to get relegated. Bookies have made West Ham seven to four third favourites for the drop. Are we going to get relegated, John? Um, well, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, mate. I really wouldn't be surprised. I hope not. But, you know, I can't see where 
I can't see where the next win comes from, to be honest. You look at our fixtures coming up. So we, we could be quite near the bottom, if not bottom, by Christmas. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. So you're in that 38%. Nigel, are we going to get relegated? Um, no, it's still too early to say for me. It's still too early to say because it is still close down there. So we could still get out of it. But the problem is Leicester look like they're playing well. We go away to Everton and then we go Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal. After that run of games, we've played 17 games. Watford was the easiest game out of David Moyes' six opening games for me. We've lost that. It don't really bode well then for what's coming up. If he gets six points out of the next five games... That still only leaves us, what, on 15 points after 17 games? You, you, you're staring yep. down the barrel with a gun then, aren't you? I mean, I mean, the good news is, of course, our rent halves. We only pay one 1.25 million at the London Stadium and we get an extra five games. We get 30 games instead of 25. If we go down, is it worth go, keeping David Moyes, do you think? Is he not a yeah, good why not? to having a championship? I, I think it sounds funny. Possibly. And that's why actually only giving him a six-month contract does seem a bit stupid looking at it now. Yeah. It does make him look weak in the eyes of the players. I I personally think, right, I don't think we go down. I think, here, yeah, turn things around, I think we finish about 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. I'd hate to honestly think what it'd be like in that stadium if we were relegated. Yeah. Lose. We lose half the fan base that have just joined in. You'll be able to sit where you want, Nigel. Well, this, <laughs> yeah, they'll still only get my band five money, but I could be sitting in a band one seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine the atmosphere in there? It'd be really empty. I do fear for the future of this club. I, you know, I ain't going to lie. I, I've said it for years, but now I never thought it. It's one thing saying it years ago, and it's another thing getting to this point and, and actually seeing it in real life. And I do fear for the future of this club. And I really hope it don't go down. There's a lot of people that think... We like, survive. Don't down, you worry about that, Nigel. Thanks for your concern. But it was shocking, wasn't it? Let's face it, it was shocking when you walked in that place and you walked over all the zip-tied scaffolding and the blocks and the... Well, listen, mate, it was a I, shock. I wrote an article on Claret and you that first after that first game and I took absolute dog's abuse. Because uh, apparently someone said, no, I'd say don't like it when you piss on people's parade. Well, you know, mm. the thing is, people are now fed up with it. Well, let, let's move on to an, an, another problem. Um, and that is a way allocation. I mean, I, I mentioned this, that we talked about this at the side with Karen Brady and, and said, you know, how does a a, a casual, I would, I would say myself and, and John and Georgia, casual way day people. We used to go to what? What do you reckon, John? About three? Yeah, well, we, used to go to, we used to go to a couple of way, and then we'd always try and do like a... Like we'd a do a northern one, wouldn't we? We'd try and do Manchester yeah, or Liverpool. Liverpool yeah. We'd do Palace most years. We would do Chelsea away. Yeah, we'd, we'd try and do London Arsenal. Um, and we just can't get the tickets anymore. I mean, even to go Georgia myself, uh, we had to have a help of a friend to get us tickets for, for the Wembley match. We couldn't get them in our own right. 
And so, so it's a bit bizarre that there's been so much demand and yet for Everton away, Stoke away and Man City away, we've taken, we've taken a reduced allocation. Do you, do you get that, yeah, Nigel? I, I know this is one of your yeah, questions. but this is the thing. This is what they're doing is they're choosing money over fans. So let's, I can understand the Everton allocation midweek game. Is it? Uh, yeah, and it did sell out to people with one priority point. So, so that, that, that looked like that they got I that I can one. understand. Now we move on to Man City. They've looked at a previous game at Man City on the telly. We sold 2,500 tickets. To Correct. get 2,500 tickets, they would need to buy 3,000 tickets. So they would Correct. be left with 500 empty seats. And they have to pay for them, but, just yeah, to be clear. Have to pay for, you have to pay for so all they didn't on. want to pay yeah. up front. What they've misjudged is there's now more fans going to West Ham home games. So naturally, there's more fans that want to go to away games. So actually, they probably could have sold the 3,000 tickets for Man City. Yeah. They've chosen. I agree with you there, by the way. To, to money over it. fans. But not only that, they've chosen to allow Man City to have a 1,000 extra fans in the ground and shortchange their own fans. That that is scandalous behaviour on, on, on behalf of whoever makes that decision. I think again, I think they've got it wrong. It sold out to thirteen priority points, which seems excessive. And it would seem to me that the extra thousand well actually fourteen hundred, I got told actually they sold out not at two thousand, but sixteen hundred. So they took sixteen hundred, so it's fourteen hundred tickets under their maximum allocation they took. But we had this that's a true. couple of years ago, did we not? I tried to ask, by the way, the head of ticketing that and said, can I have clarification on this? And I never got no. a reply. Surprise, surprise. Um, but we had all this a couple of years ago and they said, right, from now on, we've listened to the fans and we will get maximum allocation. We've done this two years ago yeah. and we'll get maximum allocation. And guess what? What, what did they take at Stoke, Sean? Well, Stoke, they took 2,400. And the maximum allocation and the maximum is, is 3,000. And Liverpool got 3,240. Right, so Liverpool's, we know, is a special dispensation given by Stoke City. Stoke have to have to give 3,000 if the club asks for it. They have to give 3,000. Yeah? Yep, they West do. West Ham's only asked for 2,400. Correct. Why? I mean, Stoke goes on... Tomorrow, doesn't it? We, it goes we, on. We've got no on on Wednesday. On Wednesday, it goes thousands on. Thousands of fans holders, that live around the country. Yeah, we've got loads of fans that live up north. Yeah, that probably would love to go to a West Ham game, but because they're not in the system, can't get in the system. So, it, if there was like a northern, what's Thomas... the solution though? Because I'm 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 really interesting, and you know, I I did bring this up at the the sub meeting, and Brady said. What do you want me to do about it then? The point, the point system. She said, well, "What do you want? What, what's the answer? What's a fairer way of allocating?" No I mean, obviously, way. it goes without saying. Let's take more the maximum allocation. Yeah, that's right? what and they've got to do. That's all I they can the do. If they right. didn't have a point system, yeah. If they didn't have a point system, let's say, let's go back. I remember twenty years ago. I, I, I mean, I was lucky. I lived near the ground. Yeah, I remember once for a Tottenham away game, I walked over there to have a look at the queue. And the queue was so bad, I got in it at six o'clock in the morning because I was by the church. And I got all the way to the front by half past 11 and it sold out three people in front of me. That's what uh, it used to be. You had to be in the queue, so you'd have had to take a day off work. Sunday away in the yeah. cup, I slept in the chicken run with 30 other fans to be at the front of the queue 
to get the Sunderland away cup tickets. So then I was served at half nine and could be off to work. I literally slept on the floor on the concourse of the chicken run with 30 other fans. But but now the problem is people are gaming well, yeah, the system, you, right? System and the people with gamed. points are keeping them. by every system yeah, so People with points are just buying every single ticket, selling them out to people who are desperate. And, of course, they earn more points now. And in the end, the likes of me, John, and George are frozen yeah, out but the then system. West Ham have... God help us, by right, the way, I... if Moyes gets us in an FA Cup. Because, and people don't realise this, but they would use the point system to allocate FA Cup with 50,000... Season ticket holders. Yeah, but that's because right? they've abandoned the loyalty system, Sean. Where they would have, where they would, if they'd have kept a record, who's had season tickets the longest? That's how it should have been done. But they've done away with that. So now all they're left with is the away points scheme. Yeah, people forget you get a point for going to a home cup game as well. Yeah, so you yep. get that point as well if you go to the home cup games. So what do you we do? What do we do? Do we join the gamers and, and no, play them at their own game? Maximum allocation, and you buy tickets and go to the games that you can buy for. And that way, this is how I've done it, and then you increase your points tally that way. How many points you got, Nigel? I've got 24. Oh. That's interesting. <laughs> what do you want have me you to got say? 24. How many you got, John? I ain't got a clue. I've got four. I've probably got three then, or two, or something. Yeah. Does it yeah. roll on then? Two years, last two seasons. Right. So, so you know, it must be that Nigel's been to 24 games, away games or cup games over the last two seasons. But there are people now that are, are, like, are only going to away games, aren't they? Yeah, yes. yeah. So. There's 500 away season tickets as well. Yeah, so... Anyway, they, they we, we must move on. Um, I got an interesting, and I guess you two did, got an interesting newsletter from the West Ham Supporters Club today. Now, I've never got an email from them, so it was very telling to get a newsletter with the the minutes and a report from the extraordinary meeting. What, what, what did you make of that, Nigel? Didn't read it. So I'll read you the highlights, and, <laughs> and this was interesting. They've basically run out of money. They've got about a grand left. One of their committee members has lent them 11 and a half grand. They've managed to sell one of the flats for 207 grand. They're waiting for the sale to go through. There's talk of a secret bank account, which no one can get access with another 16 grand. <laughs> if it wasn't so serious, it would sound like a bit of a, a, a you know, a Monty Python sketch or something. It, it, the more you read into it, the more you look into it, it's comedy. But, but also, it, it goes into quite a lot of detail because you were asking, well, how can it cost that much money to fix, you know, the, the fire problems or safety? You know, it's nowhere near the 100 grand they've mentioned. That's all in the report, Nigel. It's worth your reading. I'll have a look at it. I mean, I've got nothing but admiration for the man that's put 11 grand into the supporters club for the work he's done in the supporters club. He, he has fought two for now and put his own money in to keep it going. And I hope for his sake, it, 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 you know, we can achieve what he wants it to achieve. Yeah. Well, for just in case there's a really rich benefactor listening to this podcast, the club are looking for a bridging loan until they sell the flat. So if anyone has got, you know, 50 grand knocking around. Well, I could say um, ask the club, but considering it'd be a bit rich of me, wouldn't it? Considering I want them to piss off. 
<laughs> so I don't exactly. think I can say that. Yeah, you can't so, say that. So I can't say you that. You never actually. know. You never know. Yeah. You never know what might happen. We'll leave it there. Um, so, um, well, <laughs> since we've lost... You've not spoke about the anti-bomb flags or the protests, have you? We did. We, we... we spoke about that. We didn't talk about the protesters the that claim they were uh, or the they disgraceful behaviour of the West Ham stewards and the way they behaved. Oh yeah, well you talk about that you were there. What what? Well, basically, as you walk in now, so I'm with a group of fans that we've all bought a flag together. I've carried it in. I have to display that flag, but not to the Watford steward. I have to display it to the West Ham steward. Now again. I say to him, it's got sod all to do with you, mate. Why have I got to do this? So what did your flag say, by the way? My flag says, infirm city firm, ICF, with a disabled man on it. You know, our colours don't run, but then again, neither can we. So it's a joke flag. Yeah. Alluding to the fact that we're all old that go in the group. Even though I'm the youngest, I'll just throw that in. Oh, happy birthday, Steve, as well. I forgot to do that. Uh, so I'll get asked for requests now. Um, Excellent. So, but the, yeah, but <laughs> if only we had the jingles, yeah. but we've lost. So the steward obviously knows me, remembered me from Palace, went, oh, look, he can go in. You know, it's not the flag we're looking for. And I went, oh, I know the flag you're looking for. And he went, yeah, it got in at Palace, but we're determined that it won't get in. Well, lo and behold, I turned, man, the bloke's hanging up the flag on the on the side railings. That's, he climbs into the Watford uh, stand and hangs it up on the railings. West Ham, Watford stewards just stand there, nothing, say nothing. So the flag's up. He gets a round of applause up the fans. The geezer jumps down. Lo and behold, a West Ham steward that I know quite well, to be honest. I know him quite well. He then goes over, says he's got to be taken down. The bloke obviously tells him politely <laughs> that he's not going to do it. Uh, uh, and then this steward then takes it, you know, whether he's been told, this is what we're now led to believe, he's been told he's got to take it down, and he goes and takes it down forcefully, but he has to walk into the Watford end to do it. That's not his jurisdiction. This is Watford's football ground. Why are West Ham stewards doing this? To me, it's that they've been sent by the board to go after their own fans. So they're now turning the stewards against us. Disgraceful. Well, I think their gram regulations to most sides say that they're not allowed, you're not allowed to have a flag, a banner, or a message that is offensive to anyone. And that, and that includes the board. Right, hold up. So Watford were quite happy for that flag. Or... Now, this is what takes it a step further. Watford, because I spoke to the bloke whose flag it was, because he happened to be standing next to me during the game. Yeah, do you want to name so, him? No, I don't. So he, he turned around and said, the Watford, because I watched the discussion, the Watford bloke came over, there was a chat and everything. The Watford bloke said, look, mate, you can't hang it there because it's in the Watford stand. Go and hang it at the back of the thing. The West Ham stewards were adamant, no, it ain't happening. Not only that, the Watford steward gave the West Ham fan the flag. The, West, the flag got rolled up. The West Ham stewards wouldn't let them go until they'd handed over the flag. They confiscated the flag. So it couldn't be displayed, and they had to collect it at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is disgraceful behaviour. There was a second flag as well. There wasn't was there? another flag 
that hadn't been hung up before the game that was wasn't displayed. that from Baz Cox? That's, wasn't that? Yes. Um, well, I, well, you name him. I didn't want to name him, but anyway. Well, no, well, I, I don't think mean to name him. He was holding he, it up. Whether it was his flag or not, video. I don't know. But he's been pictured holding right. it up. They were down the front. It's the one that's been in the papers, actually. So that wasn't yeah. one that caused initial disturbance. Now, the fact the stewards behave like that, their own stewards on their own fans behave like that, that's what ignited the, the anti-ball chanting at the start of the game. The, the balled out chants were going at nil-nil. It wasn't the goal winning. At nil-nil, mm. people were singing, sack the ball, sack the ball, sack the ball. You've, we won our West Ham back, you've killed this club. And all the other songs they were singing. Well, and and how, how about the, the situation today, which is the Brady out flag that was taken, displayed at Sullivan's gates, his mansion by... Have they hung it on his gate? What all we've seen is a photograph outside the gates. Yeah, is that a private road they're on outside of his gates? Well, I think it is private property, isn't it? No, no, is it yeah. no, how is it trespassing? What side of the gate are because they? Because I don't think that's a public highway. That's not a public highway. Well, we don't know that, though, do we? Would you, would you like someone to come outside your house and hang a flag? Would you think that's an invasion of privacy, Nigel? Well, they can stand outside on the on the on a public anyway. Road. They weren't banned, and and even no, uh, no, no, no. I spoke to the sorry, club earlier. Sorry, what you've done is you've spoke to the club, listened to what they've said, and took their point of view. Where I've actually listened to what the other bloke has said, and I believe, and 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 I believe. Who who did you speak to? Did you speak, speak to Greg or Cameron on right? this? Oh, listen, I've seen what they've said, and they've they've put. You've read what they what's been reported on KUMB well, uh, and a post reported from the person direct, Sean. Yeah, this ain't me getting old Jim. And I spoke to said the person on the other end of the, 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 the other end of the conversation oh, at yeah, the time. This is what he said. Look, it's been a long day. I've been at work all day. My phone hasn't stopped ringing. The club called to say, even though they know it's my flag, they wanted to know who else was involved. I didn't tell them anything. 1pm, the club called again to say that both of my season tickets were now cancelled and that I was not able to attend home and away games while the current board were at the club. 5pm, the club told me they'd given Jack Sullivan my number. He'd called this evening. He called at 6.30. I told him to call back at 7.30, sorted it out with my son. He called back, spoke with me first, said his family were not happy with the flag being taken to their home. He said the club wanted to activate my... He said the club wanted to activate my season ticket again, yeah? And my Arsenal quarterfinal Man City tickets will be rescinded. He says, give the phone over to his son, and that's about it, yeah? That's what happened, Sean. Now, I've got a different view. I know that he's saying that. Whose view have you got? Well, I'm not going to name the name, but the person speaking to... to, um, We named everybody else, Sean. Shall we move on from this? the club side. Yeah, and you they offered right. Them. I'll tell you now. They they offered him. They say they offered him a refund. They did not revoke his season ticket. They did not right. ban. This him. is a clarification from the man. Yeah, the claim is there was no ban. Yeah, this is what the claim is. Yeah, a miscommunication yep. between a member of staff and the two lads. Yeah, now sorted as you know Jack Sullivan. Well, to be fair, what he said, Cameron never spoke to the right, hold up. Cameron never. Well, he spoke I, to Jack I, I Sullivan. Spoke. Right, hold up. Yeah, he spoke to Jack Sullivan. Tonight. Hold up, you're right. Now, you are the cancellation of my season ticket is a ban. I was due to get a full refund for this Wednesday 
No miscommunication at all. They rung him up and told him his season ticket was cancelled. It wasn't, oh, do you know what? You can give your money back if you don't want to come anymore. Because to be fair, I don't know the man that well, but I know him well enough to know that if West Ham offered him a refund, I don't think he'd have took it. I think he'd rather go to the game, thank you very much. Well, uh, look, there's a different view. Uh, you know I was partially involved in this when the Supporters Federation got involved and spoke to me and they'd been speaking to Cameron if I say one view, you're going to say it's biased, so there's there's no point. This is from the horse's mouth. Way. What I've just read out is what. Well, is I got it from the horse's mouth. I I got it from the actual director who spoke to to Greg. But hey, we're not going to agree. How do you think we're going to get on at the weekend, though? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I we'll, we'll quickly do some uh, Facebook uh, before we do that. A few people we want to say. Dave Faulkner says a happy birthday, Nigel. Balled out. Um, <laughs> Ed Hawthorne says, I've heard 30 million is available for transfers in January. Any truth to this number? That number, I think, comes from Cavalio being 30 million. Um, I think they spend some money. Um, I don't know if it will be 30 million. Let's see where we are by then. Nick Carfey says, happy birthday, Shebman. So many things fundamentally wrong running the whole way through the club. From the board with their lies and broken promises, having no empathy with the true fans, to players, many of whom have had contracts way beyond their worth and just happy to pick up their wages to a manager who will just be as he was in Sunderland last season, resigned to relegation, sad times ahead, I fear, and we're going to go further. Oh, and we've got further to go before we can look at rebuilding and coming back. It's a very sombre thought, isn't it? Mm. Lewis Enentrout says, I often have a debate with Nigel on Twitter, does he? As he says... Yes, he does. Sex, drugs and carton coal. Lick the board's ring piece. <laughs> is it time to stop now? Talking of ourselves, and I don't mean Nigel, there is something seriously <laughs> wrong behind the scenes of the club. Most teams get the manager bounce, but not us. We've gone backwards. The players will go in hiding on Friday night because they'll be scared of making a mistake. Leicester will turn us over. Pass me the razor blades. Oh, happy birthday, Nigel, by the way. Oh, thanks, Lou. I know you really like me deep down. Sergei Norash, uh, and I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. In the last podcast, the board has been accused of not providing Bilic with enough support. I don't think it's fair because he was given enough time and resources to build at least a mid-table squad. And during last season, the board acted like most of the fans wanted them. Didn't replace Bilic with someone else with poor performance and relegation forming a winter. Isn't it a little bit hypocritical from a super slavs Clarent Blue Army to accuse the board now? I mean, it is right. Fans did sing Clarent Blue, uh, super slavs Clarent Blue Army on a number of occasions. Did they not, yeah. Nigel? Yeah. But then again, did I not back the man till the end? So you're talking to the wrong man there. And finally, Andrew Quinn says, we're starting to slip into relegation form. Nil confidence, toxic, toxic atmosphere away. Home no longer a fortress. I honestly believe our season will turn on whether Moyes can get something out of the squad because we've only signed him up for six months at least. I'm dreading Friday at home. Tevis was the spark for us back in the Great Escape. Hearts and Kitson before that. Who will it be this time? And out of it? Andre, are you? Do you? 
there's someone we got to find a signing from somewhere, haven't we? So yeah. it, I think how much money they spend depends how much in the mile we are. Yeah. If we're cut adrift, I don't think they'll spend a lot because they'll be banking on saving it for when they go back up to fight to go back up. If it's borderline, I think they may throw 25, 30 million at it. I don't think, though, signing Cavalio is right for January because we're going to need goals. We're struggling for goals and and, and creativity. That We don't need a centre mid... He's not a creative midfielder, Cavalio. He's not what we need at the moment. Mm. Well, I think that's it. We're, we're wrapping it up now. Um, predictions for Friday. I'm not going to be there. Girlfriend's birthday, so I have a day off for good behaviour. Um, so, John, I assume you're going to be there. Are you taking a ticket, by the way? Um, I don't know. I did ask someone if they wanted it. I haven't heard back, so... Okay. So, John, prediction. Um, I predict we will uh, we'll lose 2-1 with we'll school first. And everyone will be up. Jesus. And then we'll lose Nigel, two. you going? <coughs> I'll be there. Yeah. And? Yeah. I think we'll lose. God. How much by? 2-0. Can't see a scoring. Well, I'm going to be the only optimistic one, even though I'm not going. I'm going to say I'm going to miss out on a rare London Stadium win. Um, I'm going to give us a 1-0 win. Um, and, yeah, I think AU will be back and... and 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 will be spearheading in the front. Uh, look out! Hopefully, there's a new. Um, what what will be positive is there will be a new location for the Clanton Hugh flag. So watch out for that, boys. Okay. Will you take a picture and send it back to me? No. No. Fine. <laughs> I have been Sean. John has been. <laughs> Glad it's over. <laughs> Nigel has been. Balled out. Balled and, out. <laughs> and and of course George has already gone. So that's it. Come on, you irons. Bye. Bye. Oh, we need we need George to stop no the recording. So can can someone no. text George and say press the record stop the record button? Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.